three, two, one. Well, welcome everybody to the Dennis and Andy Show, Wednesday edition. Everybody knows I'm Dennis, but we have a special guest star with us today. Look, it's Tiger King. What? It is Andy, rocking a hat. That's right. I've got hats. I figure why not wear them every now and then. And we even debuted a fancy new intro. We hope you like it. It is by my daughter, Courtney. She slapped that together for, I shouldn't say slap. That makes it sound like she, she worked really it. hard. She did. She worked really hard on it. We asked her last week, could you do an intro for us? She, uh, she's a little bit of a computer uh, oh, I don't guru. Know, ex- guru. There you go. Computer guru. She likes uh, dabbling in video editing. So we said, hey, how about putting together a video intro for us? And she did. And I got to say, I love it. I do too. I think she did a great job. She got some of her favorite characters in there. It's great. It's got some action. It's hip. It's pretty awesome. It is cooler than cool, flyer than fly. You might be going, wait a second, it's 7 o'clock. What is going on with this 7 o'clock stuff? Well, I'll tell you, we just wanted to try something a little different. We went and actually had dinner before, and now we're doing the show. So I've had a beer. So you never know what I might say. What no mask? What's wrong with you guys? No mask. We're social distance. <laughs> six inches apart, right? Really, Jackson? Right. We're six, six, we're six inches. I make sure when Dennis well, comes we're, over. We're doubling that. We're a full foot apart. When Dennis comes over, I stick a swab up his nose, give him a little COVID test. If it comes out and I didn't poke any brain cells, it's red. then, you know, he's clear. We're double masking. You just can't see because we have this special filter that takes away the mask. See, the masks we're wearing are green. So like a green screen, which gets right. rid of things, the masks we're wearing are actually green. So you just can't see them. It's it's like the invisible masks. Right. Exactly. Trust us. We're safe. Okay. Actually, like Joe Buck and Tony, uh, uh, Troy Aikman, I almost said Tony Romo. Like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, there's just this piece of plexiglass between us that, once again, you can't see. But it's so if I were to punch really hard, you might hear something. It's right there. Yep. You either hear a pating or you hear like, "Damn it, Dennis, why'd you punch me?" No, it's it's right there. Oh, oh, we're miming it now. So yeah, it's there. Yep. That was the sad news today. Unfortunately, Rush Limbaugh passed away. Yep. So an absolute true patriot doesn't matter your opinion of him. He he stuck to his guns and it was very sad passing. I mean, we saw, you know, what he looked like just a few months ago. So we, we kind of knew it was coming. But uh, rest in peace, Rush. All right. So one to happier things. It's Wednesday. That means what did the boys get? What comics did the boys get this week? Let's review real fast before we go on to our topics for the day. Starting off with, you know, this is a dentist pick. Yep, Marauders. It's X-related. Of course. Marauders, good title. Still enjoying it. Um, yeah, still loving the art. And uh, Mr. Italian, love his art. Love Look, his art. It's fire and, and ice. ice. I know. Ice. I see what they're doing there. Right? Fire and ice. Teardrops. Teardrops. Spider Woman, I've been getting it. It's been it's been enjoyable. Um, I love this particular cover. It has just a bit of like a horror vibe to it. So even if I wasn't a Spider Woman fan, picking up uh, Jessica's uh, book, I love this cover, and I would have picked it up just like I did last week, where I picked up that special cover. Just a cool cover. So it's yeah, not, oh look, actual figures. I know, pretty cool. It's nice. Yeah, I don't read uh, so far. I don't read either one of these books. Nothing against them. Just you know. Just don't read them. Oops, wrong way. Guardians of the Galaxy. So this is the intro. This is starting the big new storyline. The Olympian gods are coming back to the Marvel Universe. 
Wait, what? Yeah. You mean the Olympian God? What are you talking about? Hercules is already there. Uh-huh. Olympian gods are coming back. They're being basically reintroduced into the Marvel Universe. So I'm going to be very curious to see how they're going to do it. And it's getting, being kicked off in this book. All right. We'll take your word for it. Oh, yeah. This is a double one. And Ooh. what we mean by double is I bought this and so did Dennis. But there's a difference. This guy, me, bought the copy that you see with this cover. I did, too. And Dennis did as well. And and I will admit, and I found a couple of other ones. They had a couple of good covers. Hold on, hold on, Dennis. I know you want to show up. I know this was a really cool cover. Hold on. So I, I, I did ask. House. I did ask if you know they had any other covers because you know on the launch I usually just pull up the eight yeah. covers and stuff like that. So that was a good one. It was a good cover. That, I, I thought it was Gleason. good. Art. Yep. And then this one. Love it. Look at Jean Grey. Woo! Everybody knows I love me some Jean Grey on the cover. That was just a really awesome cover. So I wound up picking up three copies of it. I hate doing that, but three copies. Yeah, I know. Man. And let me see who did this one. Is this uh no, this is Russell Dodderman, and another one was Patrick Gleason. I tell you, Marvel, if you want to sell every single book you do to Dennis. Put Phoenix on the cover. Yeah, Jean Grey. You at least sell. It. You at least sell one. If you did a Jean Grey month. Yeah. Well, they did. They have done that. So don't don't give them that. Do one another again. Jean Grey month. But Fabian's doing the the story on it, and then uh, Booth is doing the artwork. So the art looks great on the interior. I cannot wait to read it. Yeah, and you're kind of Jackson. Just calm your horses. You'll find out what I got. Yeah, man, it's coming. But, uh, yeah, I totally agree with Dennis on that. Actually, let's go back to full screen real quick here because I did want to pop this open. I do love this. Um, Brett Booth did a fill-in issue of the regular X-Men book that came out a few weeks back, and I was in love with it. It really took me back to the 90s. I love that period of comics. That's when uh, I broke into the business, broke in around the same time. Actually, I think Brett broke in a couple years after me. But his art just has such a great uh, 90s flavored Jim Lee vibe. I just love this stuff. And, um, you know, Marvel, you put out books like this every month and uh, I'd probably be there. Not saying, you know, other books, you have other great artists that do work for you, of course, but not as many as I would like. So I don't buy as much. That's I just know. the way it goes. Um yeah, and, and anything with Phoenix on it, by the way, the shirt I'm wearing today, that is a uh, that is a Phoenix shirt that's done by DJ's uh, decals. So Brad and Jen Miller, giving you guys a big shout out. Um, love the shirts and stuff that you guys do. And we just found out, by the way, um, we just got a word that they, they always do the Grand Strand uh, Spring Comic Con, and they're actually holding it May 8th and 9th down at Myrtle Beach Mall. Um, and so we'll, we'll be posting a link to it. So awesome news. Some comic cons are fighting, starting to come back. So Brad and Jen, hopefully we can make it. I think it's Elizabeth's graduation though. So we'll, I'll know more once I confirm, but, she is uh, not graduating. Yeah. she's going to Korea. So yeah, she is. So the next book up cable X related Dennis. It's been solid. It's been solid. Why does he look like such a little kid? Cause he is. Oh, you, you haven't been reading it. Yeah, yeah. He's young again. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, this has been really fun. Uh, Stranger Things, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yep, fun, fun story. Uh, I think this is the final issue. I'll double check. I think it was a four issue mini. Yeah, it is. It is four, four issue four. mini. So uh, yeah, can't wait to see how that ends. That's so if you read good. one, two, and three. Yeah, I read the first couple and they're good. I really oh, you're do. Not waiting, huh? That's weird. I know. I said I was going to, but I didn't. The Expanse. Those of you who've been watching The Expanse, the final episode 10 dropped the other week, and it was great. This was another great season. Um, so I'm picking up the comic book, um, and I'm going to give this a few of them before I sit down and crack and read them. But, you know, the art looks good, and it looks great. So I'm giving Boone uh, the benefit of the doubt. So I'll be reading that probably when the fourth one drops. 
Oh, Thor. Are you caught up on these? Uh, a little behind on Thor. Uh, good, but I mean, it's Donny Cates. There will be nothing bad about it. It's just uh, it's just going to be solid. And it has been, you know, even though I've missed the last couple behind. Moda. Eh, eh, interesting. Um, it's not my favorite. We'll, we'll see if I continue to pick it up. It's all right. The hole's not big enough. <laughs> right? Well, it's not. It's how wide this is. Right. I, it's Maybe it's a perspective thing. It's not. Because if you pull these down, no, it's too short. Right? It's not wide enough. It's a cool concept. It's gross. It is gross. Uh, but, yeah. So have you read these or no? I, I had started. And I'm like, I'm not all that impressed. It's all right. Is it a mini? It's got to be a yeah, mini. Yeah, it's a mini. Yeah, there's no way Modox. Is it? Is that... Oswald, is that Patton Oswald from stand-up comedy who's writing it? I think that's Patton Oswald who they took his face and put it as Modak. I know, but I'm serious. Is that who's co-writing it? Patton Oswald? I think so. We have to look at we're yeah. gonna we're gonna yeah. look it up because it's piqued his interest. Well, because you should know these. Why things. would I know? I just picked it up, so Word. I don't know who's writing it this well, week. Well, he's written what do you mean this week? I'm sure he's writing every one. Yeah, Patton Oswald. Man. So well, that is him on the cover. We're a new show. It is. And that's probably why he tweets some of the stuff he does, because he has his brain getting chewed out of his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is another twofer. King in Black, number four. I've gotten one, two, and three. Um, have you started reading this? I yeah. Don't remember. You had. That's yeah. why I went back and picked it up, because I read yours to see I wasn't going to pick it up. And yeah. it was really good. It's good. I really like what they're doing. I don't, I don't buy any of the tie-ins. And... I don't feel lost. So hat hat tip for that, that I'm not buying the tie-ins and I don't feel lost by not buying the tie-ins because I hate it when I have to do that. I do like the story. It's got some major players in it. Um, dealing with the whole null. It's null, right? That's how you yeah. pronounce it. Null character that, that comes to earth. So uh, I'm looking forward to see where it goes. I think there's two issues left i know there's an issue five i think there's two left i'm not sure if it's five or six yeah if you know if it's a five or six just chime in we'll, we'll mention it and yes i did buy the last ronin number two it's been like geez how many months has it been since the first one it's been a few months i think the first one came out before christmas well, and I, so, I know it was hard to get. So, Jackson, there you go. Your your question has been answered. Oh, the store I went to, limited one per customer. Really? Yeah. They're, they're really thinking, or they didn't order enough. Could be. But, yeah, so I picked this up. I'm really looking forward to reading this. I don't want to give too much away, but we'll just say kind of like the, the name says, The Last Ronin. There's one turtle left, and that's it. And there's a nice guest appearance at the end of issue one um, that I thought was really cool. Once again, I don't want to spoil it. So let's just say it is good. Um, it's one of the few books, or I think it's Kevin Eastman's return to writing some turtle stuff. Uh, the art's good. So I uh, I highly recommend it. And it's a premium format, right? Yep, it's premium format. It's magazine size. Do you know my first issue is uh, right now in the hands of CGC because they're doing a Kevin Eastman signing. So Kevin's going to sign it, and then it's going to be slapped. Good, but it is a second print. Um, but it's Kevin still Eastman cool. Sign it. it doesn't matter. That's just cool to have him sign it. Shut your mouth. Hey, I'm just saying. It it's like matter. getting a facsimile of, say, Hulk 181. It's oh, cool. You jump in the gun. No, All right. Before I just we move on to our really next topic. <laughs> so he drops that because I got a nice mail call today, and what I got in the mail was I. At a show, uh, a local show in town in December, uh, CBCS, which is one of the grading companies, was set up at the show. So I usually don't get things graded, but, you know, I thought about it. And now, you know, when the, when the grading thing first hit, which was, how long ago would you say it really started to take off? Decade? Well, 2000 is when, the, is when CGC and I think... PGX was a couple of years later, and then CBCS when Steve left and started that one up. So, yeah, so 2000 is really when it started. Okay. Yeah. And I remember when it started, look, a bunch of us comic book professionals, whether we were collectors like myself or just professionals, all were like, 
why would you put a comic in plastic that you cannot open up ever again and enjoy? And I agreed. I'm like, it's just dumb. I don't care what book it is. I want to be able to, I don't care if it's a freaking, like you said, Dennis, a Hulk 181 near mint. If I want to pull it out of the plastic bag and look through it carefully, I want to. But there's such a, uh, what's Chad saying? Chad says, I don't get anything graded. That's because you're a true patriot of comic books, Chad. That's true. He doesn't even bag and board them. Well, that's just stupid. I know for a fact because I went through about 20-some thousand of his comic books. Oh, yeah. And and they're still in the original boxes in the Walmart bags. Well, not only that, but he had you. Wasn't Chad that gave you some to sell and I bought a couple from you? Yeah. Yeah. I bought some of those, Chad. I got a deal, too. Dennis skimmed some off the top, I think. (laughs) So I don't know if you got your full money's worth. But um, Chad never got them. Chad never got them. (laughs) Chad, here's your books back. What about these? You never sent me those. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mind trick. Unagi. Well, right. and so the good and bad of that is, and Chad, we're going to use you as an example since you're since you're on here. See, he um, said thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, is some Chad had some really good books in there. And you know, but they've been down in his basement, stuff like this is what's received. Jackson's People, bragging, by the way. He got the last runner number one, first, second, and third prints. Why aren't you special? Well, that's why they didn't have any left when I went there. Mind me when I see you next, I'll give you a lollipop. Yeah. I, I will say, you know, the problem is so some people store them up in attics, some people put them up in the garage, some people put them in their basement. The problem is, in some cases, you know, the elements have such an immense impact on comic books. They're obviously paper. So moisture, they can get brittle. They get that really acid uh, a smell, which you know yellows the paper and stuff like that, all of which has a direct impact on the value of the comic. Now, a lot of comics aren't worth anything, so most people don't care. And I was always one, I would go out and buy my comic books like Star Wars, you grab them, roll them up, stick them in your back pocket, and you'd bike home, and then you get home, pull it out there with creases and all, and you'd read them. It wasn't a big deal. Some comics are worth a lot of money nowadays, and and it boils down to you know the condition of the comic means means everything. So right. what they developed is in the year two thousand, CGC was the original. They came up there and they found a way as a third party that we're going to basically grade the uh, the comic books and everything like that, which means we're going to assign a value between 0.5 and 10.0, which is darn near a unicorn. And that will tell the buyer the kind of shape that it's in so that they know what they're getting. And right. we'll go into that in a little while, but we've actually got some examples and stuff like that of what a raw book is. And a raw means it's not put in a, in a slab. So there's actually three different companies. Um, CGC was the original. I think PGX came out in 2002. And then uh, CBCS. Um, so there's three different companies that are the bigger ones that encapsulate them, just like Andy's really cool comics that he just got back in. The good news is if we just take, like, he got a saga, here's his first print, saga God number one. Damn, way to blow the surprise. What surprise? You got him right there. So we're showing them. Look at that. Why was this going to be a surprise? It's a saga number one. I was going to show it, but, oh, you know. Well, here, go ahead. So go one of the books saga. I got back was saga number one, 9.0. And if anybody out there would like it, 400 bucks. It's yours. Jackson's probably got a 9.6 or better. I don't care. <laughs> So, yeah, so just real quick to show before we get into the different companies, these are the ones I got back. So, yes, I got a saga. I bought this when it came out. Um, I read it. I was like, eh, it's just not my cup of tea. I hear great things, but just not my cup of tea. So, so I put it in my long box. And then, lo and behold, it was like a few months later, I hear the things going for like 50, 60 bucks. I was like, holy crap. So I came, pulled it out of my long box and actually put it in a bag and board because it wasn't bagged and boarded at that time. And then I'd see it's going for like a hundred bucks on the back wall, not slabbed. And I was like, what? So yes, I took this one to get slabbed because it's all about the Benjamins on that one. Um, another one I got slabbed, which I have a reprint of, and I had no idea it would come back this nice. 8.0 Avengers 57, first appearance of the vision. First appearance of the vision. 8.0. I had no idea it would come back like that. 
So, oh, look at that. You're wrong, Dennis. Never had a saga. Whoa! Well, Jackson, have I got a deal for you? <laughs> if you would like a saga number one, 400 bucks. It's yours. 9-0. Yes, that's a high price, but I'm willing to negotiate down to 300 bucks. In your case, you'll negotiate up. That's right. Oh, and then another prize. This was cool. Had, I've had this book I'm about to show you since I bought it brand new in 1983 or four. Oh, wait, 1982. Two. I bought this in 1982 when I was a wee 12-year-old, read it, put it in a bag and board. Boom, 9.6 Wolverine number one of the limited series. Frank Miller's. 9.6, baby. Not bad for just sitting in your box for all Not those years. But it was bagged and boarded. It was. You that took, one was. You took care of it. Uh, this is the one Dennis wants. He's jealous of this. I have a Hulk 181, 9.6. Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. What? Well, let, let's just compare it to my Hulk 181. And, oh, you have see. a 5.0. I only gross. have a 5.0. I'm, I'm confused. What's the difference? Well, I don't know. Mine's got a 25-cent cover price because it's from 1974. I can't see what the cover price is. Yeah, if you remove your finger, that 399 cover price is from oh. 2019. Oh. This is the facsimile edition, which looks just like Dennis's on the inside. It will cost you way less and is a much better grade. So just look, but if you know people know, so the, he's got a facsimile edition, which means it's virtually a complete reprint, other than the price on the front, it still has the ads and everything that are in it. But again, for an average consumer, if they're buying an expensive book like that, they, they'll no. know if they're getting a real one or not, because that was kind of some of the right. sly stuff and, going on. And part of the difference is my 9.6 facsimile edition is only worth about 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whereas his 5.0 is about three grand, three, four grand, something like that. Yeah, it's between three and four. So Alexander says, who hates Doomsday Clock? I'm not a huge fan. Gonna be I honest. mean, I didn't, I didn't love right. it. I bought it because I'm a big Gary Frank fan. Art wise, so that's why I bought it. And when I get, a, I bought the trade paperback. So when I can get a nice big fat chunk of Gary Frank like that, I'll take it. Uh, I don't think the Watchmen should have crossed over into the main DCU. So whatever. Uh, the last one I'll show out of my stuff because other ones aren't super important, but this one is for personal reasons. Deadpool number thirty six came back in nine point two. It's it actually went up in value because of the gorilla Deadpool on the cover. But I bought the, I, I got this graded and it's signed by the artist who is me. So I worked on the inside of this book and I got it slabbed and signed for my daughter. So this will go up in her bedroom. So a nice little gift for my daughter. So, so you had you some pretty good stuff. Okay, we've got a couple of comments. Let's see, where's Andy's Avengers 52? I don't have Avengers 52. Excuse me. Oh. I've got 57 who has the vision who's on TV and has been in movies. I don't believe the Grim Reaper has. That tells me Jackson's got a couple of 52s and he's going to try now, to sell you. If you want to sell me a 52 for a good cost, <laughs> I will because so far he's not a super popular character. So there. All right. Let's look at the different grading companies real quick. So there we have CGC, which I believe was the first one. Yep. And then uh, I don't know what came next, PGX or PGX CGC? was actually the second company. Uh, and then um, when Steve left CGC, he started up CBCS to be a, basically a direct rival. Uh, CGC is out of Sarasota, Florida, I believe. Um, CBCS was also in Florida. And then was it last year or the year before they started moving and they've actually moved down to Dallas, Texas? So at least we've got a, an another part really? of the yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That's why there was there was a delay because they were several weeks farther behind and some people were getting a little upset. But they were in the process of moving everything to uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, I didn't realize that. And PGX is out of uh, Eugene, Oregon. I'll see. I assume that means sell you my fifty-two seven five. He's not showing up in one division. Put the crack pipe down. Well. You know what? If he is right, 
he, then that suddenly it's going to go up in value. Well, I don't think he's going to show up. So until then, stop snorting the below. Uh, so what we talked about, I mean, what I do is I appraise comic books, you know, insurance companies, people want stuff. So I get asked questions all the time. I'll get a call from an insurance company out of Atlanta or whatever, and they'll talk about comic book collections. And I'll have people ask, you know, well, I, should I do anything with the books? They're just in a box, you know, bagging and boarding them. And then do you want to slab them? And there's a lot of stories that I could, you know, tell you. But the problem is if you've got, I'm, I'm very mixed on this issue because I like raw comic books. I like to be able to sit down and pull open my books and just sit here and read them. I and, like my and, comics like I like my women raw so I can crack them when I want them. Oh, it's a good thing Helen doesn't watch this podcast. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so good, Otherwise, this would just be the Dennis show. I don't think any, I don't think any women watch this podcast. <laughs> If you're a woman and you watch this podcast, please let us know. Oh, they'll still appreciate our humor. So anyway, I like to keep nice. the books raw and, um, you know, just for reading purposes. However, there are certain ones like, like I, I everybody knows I clicked all the X-Men. So what I'll do is if I upgrade, I'll wind up getting a better one. And especially if I get it signed, like, if I got Stan Lee to sign it or Chris Claremont or whatever, I'll then go ahead and slab it so it stays in there nice. Well, yeah. Not all I of them. That. I've got some that I still didn't. Like the first time I met Chris, I, he signed it in pen on the inside cover, and I still have it in the original bag and board, and I will never take it out. Well, I mean, uh, I can, I can, if you want to see it, just I'll just rip the cover off. Of it. I know. Just, you, fold, it, just you, fold it back you, on itself. You would do that for me. Just I know fold it back on itself and put it in a the bag. There's a reason why Tiger King's in jail right now. Oh, yeah. So anyway, we, we keep talking about slabbing versus, on you know, not slabbing them and stuff. And we thought, you know, we get asked a lot of questions like, should I use a particular company? Are there any differences? So, you know, we, we said, why don't we just talk about that on Wednesday? Because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, whatever. So the three companies, the CGC. Um, I know when I do appraisals and stuff like that, everybody's like, well, what about value? You know, are the values going to be better if it's one company or another? Right. And I think that's the big question that, because I even asked you about it before I got these done by CBCS, because I'm a neophyte when it comes to all this slabbing stuff. And like I said, before this, I had maybe three or four books slabbed, and a few of them were mine that I just did for fun because they were mine that I drew. And then a couple, I literally won one, like this one right here. Uh, 7.5 Spider-Man 94. I won it in a raffle, you know, but it's a pretty good raffle win. It was, but, um, so I don't get a lot slab, but with the ones that I did that I showed, I asked Dennis, you know, is CBCS good because they were literally going to be here in town. And I'd rather, I guess the reason I wasn't fond of getting stuff slabbed is because of having to mail the stuff to them. You know, like at Heroes Con a couple years ago, CBC was there or CGC was there. So I could take up a couple of books and just give them to them. Yeah. Um, CBCS, like I said, was here in December at that show we were at. So I could take them and give them to them to drop off. Uh, I did mail a couple of things to CGC back in January for the Kevin Eastman signing. But I had no choice if I wanted the book signed. So I'm just paranoid about things getting lost in the mail. So that's why. Yeah. So I, I like if I go to a bigger show, I all, I'm kind of the same way. Like when I got my Stan Lee signed ones, they they did personal signings right there. So I took them in on Friday. They did the signings. They did all the grading and stuff. And they actually returned them by Sunday, which was which was great. That way I don't have to worry about the post office because right. I had done one where the post office lost one of my X-Men 101s, sign books. I'm really high grade, so I'm just extremely upset about it. I don't want to have to deal with the post office if I don't have to. So it's just a good way. And, you know, Jackson's comments right on the money. Graded books more as an investment and business perspective. Raw books more for the readers and collectors. Dead and, on. And that is, that is, that is dead on. If you're just a reader and you just want to enjoy your comics, 
Don't even worry about getting them slabbed. Like I said, the ones that I get slabbed, I either have two copies of, and it could be like the Avengers 57 first appearance of the vision. I actually have a beat up really trash copy of it. And then I've got that better copy, but some books are just, I have reprints of, and if the books, the real book is worth money. If I got a reprint, I'll get it slabbed if it, if it gets a good grade and stuff. Yep. So what we'll do is we'll talk about historically. So the company that we'll start with is CGC, the original one. So when they, they started, I brought an example of this is one of their original slabs. And you can see it's the blue label. And um, I know we got a lot of, a lot of glare. It means it's a reprint. No, no, it doesn't. So anyway, this is, this is one of the older ones. Well, you know what I mean? That was so weird. This is the universal grade. And this is what their old label, small writing. It's very hard to see. You know, you had to sit there and do it. This one happens to be an Amazing Spider-Man number two, but it's a German edition because, you know, I do collect. I, I like odd language stuff, usually in X-Men, but this one happened to be. Wait, a, did that actually come out back when the first Spider-Man 2 came out? No. Right, that's what I meant. No, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's German. Right. It, but it's a German anything that's foreign is, a, is, is considered like wow, a reprint. So notice, but it's a blue cover, but that's right. an older uh, style cover. The Hulk that I showed you is the 181 is notice it says 5.0 and much bigger much easier to read this is their current style uh labels for it much easier to read than the older one but it's the same company you know and their grading practices well, and, are and part of the reason it's it's larger is because when you see these at a convention on a back wall even how far away they are from the camera you can read the 5.0 on the hulk you can't read SWAT condition wise on this Spider-Man. Yep. So a lot of guys at cons put these on their back wall and you want to be able to see it right from the back wall with the nice big price tag that they put on them. Right. So now there's a couple of other labels and Jackson's going to love this one because I oh, take a lot of, of questions. A lot of, oh, shoot. Doji Coin Expert, what's your favorite thing you've worked on? Oh, my favorite thing I've worked on would probably be my Indiegogo campaign for First Man that I just finished. Uh, and when I say just finished, the Indiegogo campaign is concluded. Now the book is on Indiegogo in demand. It's First Man. So please go to Indiegogo, search my name or search First Man spelled one S-T-M-A-N. It'll come up and uh, you can get my 64 page graphic novel. But that that's honestly it. Usually my favorite stuff is what I just finished. Um, I can't really think back through the years because anything I would think of, I just would want to redraw now. So there you go. Ooh, this awesome. is going to show an expensive book. No, well, this is something Jackson's going to give me garbage for, but it's the dreaded what they call purple label. This mean? means oh, it so. is a restored comic book. So for those of most of you probably know, but if you don't, a restored comic book could be something like where they taped up the spine or it had a color break on the front cover and they took a black marker and colored it in or tried to fill it in with like Japanese paper or something like that. They, they tried to fix the book and restore it for its original functionality. So the problem is restored comic books never go for as much. And the sad part is a lot of times if people buy a raw book and send it in, if they don't notice, they can get something restored and not realize that they had a, re a restored book. Uh, yes, they're CGC graded. Another question. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the difference in grading companies, and we're showing a little bit of the books that we have graded to explain the differences. Uh, for you just joining, Dennis is a comic book appraiser for insurance companies, so this is his area of expertise. Yeah, and we're, we're starting out with CGC, and we're going to show you the different CGC grade labels. And then I brought some from PGX, and I've also brought some from CBS, so you can kind of compare the labels and, and take a look. Um, this is another one of the old ones. This is um, uh, CGC. This is a modern. So this is what their labels were in their modern, and this is another example of it. Now, you know, so they have a red label, which really doesn't pretty much exist. Yeah, because right I was going to say they don't do that anymore. No, another company does, which we'll get to shortly. And then the one that everybody looks at is, here's the gold labels. So these are the signed ones. Now, what makes these special is the signed ones like this, 
um, like, and it'll actually say here who you the know, story is. Right. I no, know. Nobody's here to do it. Here, I'll do it this way. Do it like this. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> so you can see, and it tells you who signed it and which convention or when they signed it. And these were witness. So what that means is that a representative from CGC was with you when you were at a convention. They walked up to the table. They, they watched the person who signed it, the artist or writer or whoever it was, sign it. They take it back and it gets a gold label saying, we witnessed the signature. It is an authentic signature. All right. So that's what CGC does uh, on, on that one. Second there's a Deadpool. It what is. And that one switched. Fabian signed that one. Yeah. Is that signed? Oh, yeah. Yep. Second Deadpool. Yep. So anyway, that's uh, CGC. So the gold label is their signature. Uh, PGX was the second company. And then you'll notice this is... Um, one of their their little bit older labels. Uh, Jackson would like to know, do we have a X-Force One seal with a Deadpool card? No. No, we don't. I do not have a slabbed one. I think you know that I have at least one with each of the five cards in it, which would be raw, but I do not. I'm not spending money to seal a, a 2 to $5 card. No, the Deadpool one supposedly going up. It's like 100 bucks now or something. Oh. I just read. Really? Yeah, seriously, I read it on a, on Bleeding Core or something like that today. Supposedly, so it was on Facebook too. Supposedly, X Force One, polybagged with the Deadpool card, is going up in value. Huh. I, don't ask. I me. do have it. I do not have a graded one. Well, you should. I I can see now. I may have to send mine in. If that's what you're saying. Actually, it's worth two dollars. I'll just buy it off you. Yeah. You're good. This is PGX. So notice PGX, this is the second company. This is a 9.8. I do like the fact that it is a nice big logo. It's blue, which means it's their standard. It's their standard cover. And then they've got a little bit different cover. So you noticed in CBCS it was gold. Well, here's their signature series here. So theirs is, it's almost like a bronzish, a brownish bronze, but this is their signature series, or they work it the same way. So in this case, this is my X-Men 62 that's signed by Stan Lee. Ooh, with fantastic Neil Adams art, little Kzar on the cover. That's a great comic. You know what I like about this comic? It's November cover date, came out in 69. I've got two copies of this because I collect books that came out cover date November 69. Yep. Yep. So theirs is, theirs is a, on a gold signature. Now, lastly, we've got uh, CBCS. Again, standard cover. That is blue label. So notice it's easy to read. You can sit there and see the grade. Nice, easy blue label. Again, these are all solid in terms of protecting your books. Um, and again, they have... Um, so here's like my Bionic Woman. Try and get it out of the glare. Bionic Woman! I love Bionic Woman! And notice theirs is also gold. It's a signature. Lindsay Wagner, who, of course, most of us our age, we adored Lindsay Wagner as the Bionic Woman. So for me to be able to get a signature with Lindsay Wagner on it, yeah, that's just a no-brainer, and that's going to stay slab forever. Uh, great. But it's a gold one. So, again, if it's on a back wall, you can see right away, oh, it's signed. You might not be able to tell who, but you'll know right away. Do you have an unslapped copy of that just to look through? I do. Oh, okay. I do. And then um, they also have a different type of a signature. This is what they call, um, it's a verified signature program, the VSP. And so in, what happens if, like in my case, I've got a Dave Cochran, Cochran raw book, but I want to get it slabbed, but he's already signed it. They oh. don't know if he signed it. So CBCS has something really cool. They go through a third company. It's a third-party company that specializes in signature verification. And um, uh, you pay it's 15 to 20 bucks. You send it in. They go through the process to verify it. Most of the time they can, but not always. We actually had... Uh, a couple of like Mark Brooks, uh, Spider-Man, and we had sent them in. Same signature, same convention, but they couldn't identify one. That's a red label. 
What's Dennis and Andy's favorite Marvel heroes? Well, my, my, wait, my, my, wait, 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 wait. Uh, I was going to say let's guess each other's, but you blew that. Seriously, you don't have to guess yours. What's mine? What? I mean mine. Oh, right. well. Oh, Marvel. I was going to say first, man. It's got to be Quasar. No. <laughs> Captain America is my favorite. Love Captain America. He's always got a lot of Captain America. Stuff. Love Captain. He's the ultimate patriotic hero. He Mine's Dark him. Phoenix. Always yeah. has been. He loves Dark Phoenix. Yep. The Terminex guy came over today and saw my my Dark Phoenix shrine and was like, "Oh, dude, that's actually pretty cool." It is. <laughs> it is. No, I agree. I agree. So those are the three companies you kind of see, um, you know, some of the differences. So then the question is, are they worth more being slabbed? Now the question is, the thing is, once you get them slabbed, you're never going to crack it open. So only put them in there if you know you want to sell it, or you know that you know you're never going to want to crack that book open again. Um, so what we'll do is, I kind of put together in a few samples. Um, of dealing with the same book through the different companies. And then we'll talk about it. There's no right or wrong answer here. So for example, this is a raw copy of what is, it's up for, it's on eBay right now. Uh, X-Men 94, second appearance of the wow. X-Men right after giant size X-Men number one. Freaking 1200 now? Yeah. Yep, $1,200 right now, and it got 21 bids on it with a day left on it. So, you know, you uh, think for that price, the guy could kick a little free shipping. No, but who knows what it was going to go for. So, anyway, that's a raw book. So, a near mint, when you say near mint, for most of us, they're not calling it mint. Think of it as about a 9.4. So, to the next one over, you know, where we look at the 9.4, um, here's a CGC that's up for sale right now. Uh, 9.4, uh, again, that one's going for $39.95 uh, with $45 shipping. So it's really expensive shipping, too. Hold on a second here. Are those first-man action figures on the shelf? Man, you got a good eye. They are. They are custom. I painted them myself because that's how much of a dork I am. Um, so, yes, they are first-man action figures that I painted for myself. I would love if I could actually mass produce first man action figures based on my art, but that's rather expensive. So but that's what Indigo. I was for. just going to ask if Agent Cub, you must have like a seventy-five inch monitor. I know. Because I mean, even sitting here, it's hard to see those back there. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of Wandavision? I tell you what, Doja Coin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, tune in Fridays. On Fridays, we review the latest episode of Wandavision. To give you a short answer, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up, so four thumbs up. They started out as thumbs in the middle going, yeah, eh, thumbs middle. eh, but the last couple? Yeah, it just keeps getting better. We really like it, but we break down the episodes on Friday at 4 o'clock. So join us then. Yep. All right. So, yeah, look at the difference. I mean, this is why I've gotten things graded because you see the difference in value. I mean, like I said, that saga number one, raw, is still probably 100 bucks. Yep. You know, but graded 9.0, it's about 150, 160, if not a little more. So the reason it becomes more valuable is if people are looking at them. And like I said, I have bought, I used to buy books off of eBay. Somebody calls it a very fine. Somebody calls it a near mint. You, you, it arrives. It's nowhere near that grade. And I'm like, dude, I, I paid for a near mint grade. I'm, I'm very disappointed. I mean, what I paid for, I didn't get. At least when you get these, when you get them slabbed, you can see the grade. There's still some subjectivity that goes on there. So 9.4, you kind of have to assume it might be right. a little higher. It might be a little lower, but you know roughly what you're getting. And at right. least if you're paying for it, you know, you, you know roughly what you're getting. Right. Uh, PGX, same, same exact grade. Notice it's going for about $3,400 right now. Um, and then the next one is a CGC, signed? but notice that that is one is signed. signed. Is that Stan? I can't tell. Uh, that's Claremont. Oh, Claremont. Whoa. Yeah. $5,450. Yep. Same grade, but it's signed, and it's a verified Pumpkin. signature. And uh, Cockrum is the last one who was also signed. 
Well, I'm not there yet because I was oh. going to say, if I bought this book, I should just walk in the house with it. And then in one hand would be the book and in the other hand would be divorce papers because I know that's what my wife would want to see next. Yeah. If I ever paid this much for a comic. Yeah. Or I need to win like Powerball. You tried. I tried. You what tried. What's the grade on that? Sorry, tell. And that so they oh, didn't. They didn't. Two. They didn't have a nine four. So the nine two was the closest Still, one. Still nine could two find. signed. This is the best deal out of all those nine four. Screw those nine fours. I'd rather get a nine two signed by Dave. I love that cover. Yeah. So love that cover. So you see that when they're slab, they they do fetch a better price. Now the question is: Is one of them better than the other ones for getting prices? Um, and th this is the part where it can get very testy and debatable. Um, point fives. Point fives. I could afford a point five. You know, yes, yes, point fives. Know which which we know some guys that love to get point five slab, or anyway. Well, look. To be fair, for fun. Well, to be fair, I saw Hulk number one. 0.5 slab and i asked the guy because i was like why would you even get that slab and he's like well it came in the collection i bought this way and i go what's a 0.5 i mean i get that it's a hulk one and we're talking hulk one from the 60s i'm like seriously what's that worth and he's like 0.5 it's well over a thousand and i was like oh shit yeah okay i'd get it slab too so for big key books and stuff like that CGC, as a general rule, they hold their values. They're the original. They're the industry leader. Um, they've been around the longest. They've got their fingers into the most, you know, different things across the country. They do the most shows. They do a lot with the auctions and stuff like that. Um, it's never a bad bet to get a CGC. Um, CBCS. Um, I, as an appraiser, they've come up so much. I, for the most part, do not differentiate when I'm figuring out a value for a book between CGC or CBCS. I remember CBCS when they came out as a fledgling company. I saw things that just shocked me of how incredibly precise and things that they found just from when Steve was looking at a book standing there that people up close couldn't see. Um, I was been, I've been very impressed with CBCS over the years. Um, Sometimes the books, if they're if they sell for them on like eBay, they don't quite fetch the price that a CGC. I'm seeing that gap has closed to the point where I no longer differentiate. I also have some people, some customers, that absolutely refuse to buy CGC and will only buy oh, wow. the other companies. So that's why I never will come out and say there's one right or wrong answer. It's who you're comfortable with. All three companies do a good job of encasing them and stuff like that. PGX is if there's a one that you have to start questioning value on, their grading I don't think is quite as strict. I don't dislike them. I just think that there's more wiggle room in when their final grades come up. So what I usually tell people, if you see a book on the back and it's a PGX um, that's at a convention, pull the book down. Now, you can't do this when you're ordering the books. But then I usually say, if it says like an 8.5, you can see the front, the back, the side of the book. You know, you should be able to have a pretty good idea if that's an 8.5. Buy the book, don't necessarily buy the number, although it should be relatively accurate. But I can see sometimes PGX books will go 20% cheaper than, you know, a CBCS or a CGC. So again, they protect them very well. I am not arguing that, but on the secondary market when they're reselling them, if that if I'm appraising a book, I always have to appraise a PGX book lower, even though some of my software doesn't. You have to because that's the reality of what you see on the historically on eBay um, when you start looking through things like Atomic Avenue, uh, my comic shop, they, they tend to sell for a lower price. That doesn't mean they're any worse of a book, so you can get a good deal by buying a PGX. I have a new business plan. Uh-oh. Hear me out. We all have loved ones, and usually when they pass on, they either go six feet under, or they go into an oven and get cremated and dust, right? Okay. Get your loved ones slabbed for eternity. 
they'll ne airtight, so they'll never uh, 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 what's it called disintegrate. That's uh -huh. not the word. What's it called when wait when I, people I, what's it called cremation? No. What are you talking about? When you know when uh, after after a person or something dies and it starts to uh, wither away. What's the word for that? It's not the deterioration. They won't deteriorate. So you get you get your loved ones slabbed. They won't deteriorate. You can put them in any room of the house, and you can always see them. You will not see me fit inside of this book. Well, no, dumbass. Not <laughs> it's not thin. I mean, it would be thin. Oh, you didn't say that. You guys thought you meant fit in. Well, it's those still technically slabbed. It would be thick. It would be, you know, if you're six, whatever, like you are. So the thing would be seven feet tall. So you have room at top and bottom. Yep. It'd be about six inches out on either side. And then it'd be whatever width, you know, and you're just sandwiched in two big pieces of like plastic that's airtight. And then Susie can always look at you. Why? Well, she would not want to. She would. Well, as long as it, well, it's not no. like. I mean, if you got shot in the head, then obviously you nope. wouldn't want it done. Nope, not happening. If you got your face blown off, no. All right. Any, any mortal Do wounds. your business plan. That's uh, it. I will not be investing in it. What about with pets? Oh, dear God. What about with fish? You I, could I slab a pet cemetery. No. Fish are thin. You could slab a fish. Susie would oh, love that oh with her God. fish. No. And they would fit in these containers. You could take like six of Susie's fish and slap them inside one of these puppies. No, not happening. Put the little names below them and stuff. I'm telling you, man, it's marketing gold. It is. So you can do your books that way. Oh, look, Chad helped deteriorate. Thanks, Chad. Agent Cub helped. Frozen, Frozen in carbonate. That is way See? better than what you're saying. Oh, this is the word I was actually looking for. Decompose. See, we have smart people that watch, unlike you, Dennis, that couldn't think of it. Says the man who's trying to come up with a word and trying to get me to figure out what he's thinking about Tiger King. Yeah. All right. So anyway, you cannot just do your comics. You know, you can act. They also do it as artwork. So you can do more than comics. Correct. Well, technically, yes. Just right. not people. You can do original artwork. So they'll actually put an art tag on it if you're doing like. Like if you wanted Andy to draw a dark phoenix and he draws one on the cover, you can submit it as artwork and it comes back and it'll say, drawn by Andy, signed by Andy. Have you Andy. submitted the one I gave you yet? No. So I'm not, why would I submit it? It's it's hanging up. It's not in plastic. Fine. I'll, put it, I'll spend the money and do it just to Jesus. make you happy. Um, they do the verified signatures. Um, they even do posters. So CGC does now movie posters along with the cards. So if you guys collect Pokemon cards or movie cards and stuff, and they'll do the same type of things for them. So they now do other types. And if you've got like, you're talking about your Eastman, if you've got the original Turtles, right. they're a bigger size. Oh, they yeah. do encapsulate that. And you can get your original, your oh, bigger yeah. ones. I've got a couple of them getting signed by Kevin. So there you go. All right, let's see. Another question here. Speaking of art, have you guys bought your Neil Adams mystery boxes? Hell no. What do I, I'm not taking a mortgage out of my house for a Neil Adams mystery box. It, it is kind of on my list. I haven't bought it yet, but Jackson's been talking me into it, and, and I may do it. Jackson, have you bought yours yet? Because you And by the way, I have a blank sketch cover where I drew Batman and paid Neil to ink it over my pencil, so I'm good. All right, look, we're moving on. There's a little news in the industry. It, I guess you could say the rumor mill. Through. And the rumor is AT&T reportedly looking to sell DC Comics to the highest bidder. So the basic gist of this rumor is, I've read it, I've heard about it a good part of this week. The basic gist is AT&T comes in, they see the comic side isn't making a ton of money, and they're like, you know what, we need to trim the fat. Even to the point you can kind of see what's happening now. They're doing future state after future state. They're knocking down uh, the amount of titles they put out on a monthly basis. Hold on here. We got another comment. Let's see. Nope. I spent $1,500 on a Chantress commission from Neil. You go, girlfriend. Um, I didn't hear a commission from Andy, though. No, I didn't either. <laughs> um, so basically... AT&T, the rumor is they're good with keeping, obviously they would keep the properties, they would own the licenses, they would own the characters. So if they want to make a movie with any of these characters, they can. They just don't feel DC Comics is pulling in the revenue it should. 
like we were saying, their line is kind of shrinking and it almost looks like they're trying to do more. They might do more digital first and then possibly print comics after the digital stuff comes out and then possibly trade paperback it after that or do the digital. And if the digital doesn't do great, it's just digital and that's it. Well, after they got rid of all exclusive contracts, including uh, Bendis, you, you knew this might be on the horizon. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing. A lot of exclusive contracts weren't re-upped. Um, or canceled outright. Or can't, some were canceled. So, you know, the rumor mill is a buzz with, you know, is AT&T looking to basically strike a deal with, uh, I don't know if it'd be a third party. That wouldn't be a third. So party. are are they going to piecemeal them out? Or, oh no, they're, or are they just going to sell the rights to do the comic books in one lump sum all of their characters? That's what I think. I think they're looking to basically, if somebody backs up a truck of money, you know, like if I won the Mega Millions, which was in the billions a few weeks ago, or oh, wasn't in the billions, it was, it was close to a billion dollars a few weeks ago, whatever it was. And I went to him and said, this is how much I have for your catalog. I'll produce comic books. I'll take care of all the artists. I'll deal with everything. You guys will just get a, a royalty check, basically. You know, because if they would piecemeal it out, I would say, we could pull out our wallets and throw some money down and get like a second or third to your kit. Like Checkmate. We could say, we'll get the rights to Checkmate I because they haven't been out since like yeah. the 80s. And I would never want to draw. So I wouldn't <laughs> shell money out for it. Like, the characters, I like, okay, so this was asked on a message board. If you could afford it, or if you could pick a character from DC, who would it be? And I'd take, if it was just one, I'd take like Captain Adam. He's not an A-lister, but he's not a crap D-lister. And I like Captain Adam, so I'd have fun doing it. But so, I mean, you have to take more than one, of But course, assuming that it's... Something. You know, Batman, Superman, Wonder right. Woman, Flash are A, they're the most expensive. Then you got your B tier, your C tier. I don't know. Power Girl, that would be kind of a fun one to, to do that wouldn't cost as much as an A-lister. Uh, a, a quote from this article uh, is, AT&T doesn't care about the comics of DC, so they're going to let DC Comics die and may sell them. They only care about HBO Max and the movies. I mean, you know, time will tell. Uh, I've heard a couple. So this is, like I said, purely rumor, purely speculation. Take it as a grain of salt. Take it as a grain of salt. But I've heard Steve Jeppy might be interested. Uh, Steve Jeppy is the guy behind Diamond Comics, which Diamond uh, is the distributor. So Diamond Distribution, I guess, is their actual name. And for, for those of us who have been to Baltimore, I mean, that's why he's got the Jeppy Museum yep. with all the really cool comics and, you know, um, memorabilia and stuff in there, which is a cool yeah. place to visit. But he's got the money for it. Steve has money. But even if he didn't, he probably knows a bunch of people that have money that could pull it. Another person I heard, which was interesting, was Robert Kirkman of The Walking Dead, mm. because with Walking Dead doing as well as it has and the spinoffs. He has his own Skybound company. So Kirkman's a guy that could probably pull it off as well. Oh. Who knows? I mean, time will tell. Because on the flip side of things, so you could you could throw that into the DC uh, category of um, bad news, I guess you could say. But then on the flip side of things, DC has just announced two new, uh, well, it's tough to say books. Digital first series, because that's what they're going to do. They're going to put out, you know, they had big success with Batman 66. And if you're going, well, what's Batman 66? It's a book that was literally in the vein of the Batman 1966 TV show, down to the costume designs, down to even drawing. I don't know if they had the likeness rights for Adam West and Burt Ward and the rest of the cast, but I know the artist drawing it kind of gave it that flavor in their face. But they had the, you know, the same costume from that TV show. All the stories were written in that same vein. The campy the, 60s, you right. know, style like Green Hornet. I mean, right. they were all in that campy fun style. Right. And it was a successful series. So, I, you know, there's always been rumblings of about what about Superman 78 because of the movie and Batman 89. Well, DC has announced they're going to be doing digital first. 
Batman 89, uh, drawn by Joe Quionis. I hope I pronounced his last name right. Who, you know, from this artwork just they're showing here, I think looks really cool. And in Superman 78, which I'm more interested in because I'm more of a Superman guy, uh, drawn by Wilfredo Torres. And I think he's, I think both these guys are great choices for the book. You know, Batman 89, it'd be nice if it was Jerry Wardway because Jerry Wardway drew their original Batman movie adaptation from 1989. Which we did a review on a few months ago. We did a review on it. Um, Jerry is great at likenesses. I know they had all the the rights to the likenesses. He nailed it. He did. But just looking at this cover, I think Joe's right on the money with it. I've also seen some character designs Joe has done. You know, Wilfredo Torres, I think, with his style, is very good for Superman 78. So the plan is these will come out digital first. And then, and I think, I can't remember what it said. It's supposed to launch. Um, I, I want to say it's it's the beginning of the summer. We'll go with beginning of the summer. And then after the digital stuff, they're going to put them out as single issues. And then after the single issues, I believe it says Batman comes out in um october is a trade paperback and superman comes out in november is a trade paperback yeah i i like the the superman i hope it's good because you know the first two superman every just seeing that picture i just kneel before zod that's all i that's all i can come to mind it was great as long as they don't have him traveling back in time to to save lois i'm really good i think that is to me, some of the best Superman stuff, and I do love uh, the Michael Keaton Batman, so very excited to, to see what they're going to do. Don't know about the whole digital thing first. Eh, I mean, we'll, I, we'll, that, we'll that's see. not my cup of tea. So here's some character designs by Joe for Batman. I mean, look at that. That is awesome. Yep. That is so – because this is, like, still probably my favorite bat suit, you know, no uh, bat nipples. You gotta love it. Yeah, it's no classic. bat nipples. It really is I just love it. You got the nice bright yellow bat symbol. Um, I think these character designs are fantastic for Batman. And then we've got some Alfred, some Harvey, and some Commissioner Gordon. I mean, this may who knows? I, like I said, I love Jerry Ordway's art. I think he would have been perfect. Maybe they went to Jerry. I, I don't like know, this. but I think this style is great for it. So I'm looking forward to the print editions. I'll be honest. I'm not a digital guy, so I'm out when it comes to that. But they'll get me with the print. And then we've got some Joker stuff. Uh, you know, so I, I'm thinking this looks pretty cool. This yep. is Joker gang, obviously. So looking forward to that. Um, so there you go. You've got some news. What will happen with DC? Stay tuned. We'll find out more. Let's see. A couple comments here. Uh, Spike Lee. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, if he's got the money he wants to throw it, they'll take anybody's I money. I don't think he has the money. Uh, Guy Gardner. Yeah, I could see that. Well, I'd, I'd buy Hal Jordan. I just couldn't afford it, probably. This is a great one. Trump will buy DC. Well, he's out of DC, so this is his way back into DC. See what I did there? Booyah. Oh, I saw that. You saw that. And we got, they need to introduce Batmite in the movies. <laughs> Okay. That tells me he's got a whole bunch of first appearances. It tells me he's smoking crack tonight. Okay. Uh, that's it, I think. Yeah, that's it for today's show. We'll be back on uh, Friday. Um, uh, we're going to do a couple comic book reviews. That's I right. finished up mine. Uh, we talked about them the other week when we when we picked them up. Um, Maniac. We're going to review Maniac in New York City. I'm going to read that tonight. I'll read this tomorrow. Devil's Dominion, a couple independent things we're going to review for you guys. Yeah, I read them yesterday. Andy's going to get to read them. We'll review them on Friday. And I know there will be other news coming up on Friday. I was hoping Dennis would read one of them to me as I sleep with my weighted blanket, but he said no. No, because he wants to encapsulate me in plastic. Well, I mean, just think you could be right here when I do the show. That's what you would hear. Yeah, pretty much. Probably not because there's no air in there. So true. You wouldn't hear much of anything. Anyhow, until next time, thank you for joining us. As always, we will see you again on Friday at 4 p.m. Talking WandaVision, a couple comic book reviews. 
And uh, sign in if you haven't. Get to our Facebook and our YouTube and subscribe and like everything so that when we do have our go live, you guys are automatically updated that we're going to be going. That's right. Hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, one last question. Is Maniac based off the movies? I never – I don't know because I have never heard of it before. So we'll have to do some Googling and get back to you. What? It, what? It, if there's a movie, I'm not familiar with it. No. Um, I know it is kind of a take, and we'll talk about it on Friday. It's kind of like Jason, um, you know. Damn it, I haven't read it yet. We we talked about the, the preview of the what it is, and he can't be killed. And we don't know it, which we've already talked about. God damn. So on Friday, we'll, we'll, we'll go into detail, Just and we'll scoop, find out. Scoop my brain out, why don't you? All right, guys. Until Friday, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.